Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way, old way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. feeling good and chemo tomorrow so oh, okay so we're do- that was smart we're doing it beforehand yeah yeah you feel better this time than last time yeah i felt like shit last time yeah we did I this did. so I, I since i own a med spa now all i do is constantly do shit to my face so that's why i am all red what did you do microneedling what's that the- and what does that do it takes like tiny micro needle- needles and makes like little micro injuries and it ca- causes your body to make like increased collagen production, increased elasticity, and you get like a series of treatments over, you know, every four weeks for, you know, three to six series. And then I just got um, filler, so I couldn't do up here. So I just did around my mouth. Who does the micro needling at your med spa? We both do it. So did you go to extra training for that? Yeah, you have to learn how to microneedle. Do you and, own- and do PRP and you can inject PRP too, so it's a whole other world. So you have like a facility now? Yeah, I have an office. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that you like had done had like ventured into other things like outside of Botox filler and PRP. Oh yeah, all med spa stuff. I mean, I don't have like the big lasers that are a hundred thousand dollars, but I'm like doing things like in baby steps. Like I make awesome. enough money to buy a micro needling pen, then I buy a micro needling pen. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing yeah. that's awesome Lacey I thought you were holding a doll oh she does look like a baby doll uh, I love her so I chose not to mute myself while I've been feeding her so you'll be able to hear her burp and fart and <laughs> do all kinds of and make baby noises on here because this is oh this goodness. is real my my in-laws are upstairs watching the children and getting the two big kids to bed because I completely forgot that we were recording this in the time that I had asked you, what time are we recording this? <laughs> to the time that we were recording this, I was like, I got nothing going on this evening. And then I was like, oh, crap, I have five minutes to get this baby bathed and ready to go. Oh, so okay. we did it, but I chose not to mute that. So uh, we are all used to those baby noises. I know. But- hands and fingers. Oh my God. Ellen, what happened to your podcasting gear? Literally, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> it's got to be in your closet somewhere. No, they took it out of my closet. Who's I don't they? know. Yeah, my husband they? and his brother took it because they were using it for like, I don't know what the heck they were using it for. And it's gone. And now that we're packing our whole house, I'm like, I have no yeah. idea. You'll come across it eventually. I'm going to come across it on October 9th when the moving company shows up and they just start moving things out. I'll probably find it. And I'm going to confiscate it and take it to my in-laws house where I'll be living and I'll have to like keep it safe there. You guys realize that we have been doing this for a year? Yeah, crazy. I cannot believe that. That's like bananas. It does not seem like a year. No. Do you 
Do you remember how it took us four hours to record our two-minute intro? It did. It took us a really long. Remember how nervous we were? We were so... Just to speak a word into the microphone, it was like terrifying. Terrifying. Shut up. I know. Now we're like, we better start wrapping this up because Kate's going to get mad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We go on for like an hour now. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you guys about like how you keep your shit together. Like how do you stay organized? How does <laughs> like, and, and literally, how do you know, you know, who has to go where, who picks up, who drops off, who does this, who does that? Like, do you guys have a whiteboard or what do you use? What makes you think I have anything together? That's what I want to know. I'm so sorry that I give <laughs> anyone that perception because I mean, literally our lives are a mess all the time. The only thing is every day's the same. So that's what keeps me sane. But I have no idea what day it is, is the problem at all. <laughs> like Same with Lacey. <laughs> it was all yeah. the other day. It was my birthday. And I went and I stopped by to my friend Lisa's house to pick up clothes that she set aside for my boys. And she like ran up to me and gave me a hug. And she goes, happy birthday. I was like, who? <laughs> you. I'm like, oh. Oh, it's my birthday. I mean, literally, I'm like, I have no clue what day of the week it is. But the fact that I know my husband wakes the kids up every day, he's such a saint. He gets them ready. He gets them fed. He takes them to school all while I'm like at work living the dream. And then I pick them up every day while he's on meetings. See, that's pretty consistent. Ours is varies every single day. Every single day is different. I would forget my kid. Like I would be that mom that forgets to pick up my kid. So we had a whiteboard and we'd just write like every appointment, who's picking up, who's dropping off, you know, our weekend plans, our evening plans, you know, sports activities, blah, blah, blah. Well, then my neighbors started this thing and it's called Life View and it's a family dashboard. So it's basically a monitor that syncs with your calendar, whatever calendar you use, like Google, Apple, or whatever. And it's like a TV and you can put it wherever you want. And they like do a decorative border, like a wood custom border. And my neighbor was like, they were going to make me one. And they were like, oh, I'll just have it match your living room. So they went with like, I have like a, I guess, farmhouse, like a white wood rustic-y look do you guys kind of know what I'm talking about yeah 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 so she made a border that matched that and it's the cutest damn thing so me and my husband we just enter our whatever appointment into our phones and it syncs to our life view dashboard which is in the kitchen so you can see it at all times like what our plans are so when you walk up to it is it like a calendar view yeah and you can you can sync it with like pictures of your kids to like change in the background or you can sync it with we just have it on like pretty scenery and it changes every few seconds every few minutes baby it's really really cool and they just kind of like these are my neighbors and they just kind of created it i'm going to see if they can give us maybe a discount for our yeah, listeners that would be i really just cool. i would be open i just to totally plug that yeah i just yeah. i don't have anything to put on a calendar is that sad 
See, we use, I don't know how you don't have anything to put on a calendar because we use iCal for everything. But like, like I put like our podcast meeting tonight. Uh So my husband knows that like, he's going to have to put the kids to bed when he's not in a farm field, but we put that kind of stuff on. And then we, so he's got a lot of meetings and stuff that he has to take and so then like if we're scheduling appointments I can look and say oh Michael's got a meeting it like that morning and so uh if he's going to take the kids to the doctor it's going to have to be in the afternoon so then I can schedule an appointment that way so we like put everything on our Google calendar and have them sync together which works really well because our work schedule is set out through a uh like app called QGenda if anybody's ever heard of that And so uh, it's like, so it automatically syncs with my calendar anyways. And so I'm uh, able to, here comes the dog and the baby and all this is just fun. Um, Oh, poor Cora. So I could see that like whiteboard thing working for us because we already use our calendars like that. Well, no. So I was using like, like a dry erase marker, like whiteboard. And now, yeah, this thing is called Life View. It's called Life View Family Dashboard. I'll have to show you guys a picture of it. It's really, yeah. really cool. I think it it sounds awesome. I literally just am thinking, like, what would I put on there? Like your work we, schedule. If you've yeah, got my, like my work schedule, it's always the same. Both jobs. I think never changes in our house. It's really, like really weird now that I think about it. How consistent it is. <laughs> Mike works every day the same hours. I work every day the same hours. Like today, I had an MRI and I had, um, and then podcast. Not much going on today. So then, how do you schedule like kids' doctor's appointments? Like, I'm the one who I usually makes them, and then I just work around my husband's schedule for when he's going to take them in. No, I take them. He never takes them. Well, how do you communicate with your husband? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't have anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm like, not even joking. I literally have nothing going on. So like, it's not hard. And what you did have going on, COVID really wiped out that yeah, calendar. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing that I have going on that affects his life. It's true. They gave us this during COVID and it I, was legit for a month. Like Empty, right? there was nothing, <laughs> nothing but like my airway call shifts. That's all that was on. Yeah. There. And th- that's the thing. Like I don't take call. I don't work nights. I don't work weekends. I don't work holidays. My days are always seven to three. His days are always like nine to four. So what about your weekend plans? Like if you're going to go to the pumpkin patch or... But if you have like a wedding that's like, party, oh, yeah. somebody told you about a wedding you have next year. I just you put that on your calendar? I put it on mine, but like he's not going to look anyway. Mike's very easy to deal with. Like he literally is like, just tell me the day off. I don't even care. <laughs> you know, so you, when- unless he has like plans of his own, then I just put it in my own calendar. So how he would just tell you and then you put it in yours. So how does he remember when he has stuff? I guess he puts it into his calendar. See, this syncs. Yeah, like it worked. It would work for that. But I feel like because of COVID, like no one's doing anything right now. You know what I mean? Like we don't have, our kids aren't old enough yet for activities either. So like we literally don't do anything or go anywhere at all. And if we do, it's typically like very like spontaneous almost. Like we don't plan a lot out right now because of COVID. It's just too hard. So like for the weekends, I mean, I typically don't think of what we're doing until the day of, unless it's something that requires to get, you know, and 
like when we podcast is after bedtime. So it doesn't get in the way of that. I don't know. I just feel like I, now I'm feeling like super lame. (laughs) No, you're not. I'm like, what did I put into my planner? (laughs) When we used to use, well, I put everything, like anything and everything. And when we used to use the dry erase board, if we got to like the end and I didn't, you know, you have to sit and write out everything for the whole month. My husband would be like, there's no tomorrow. Like, what are we doing? What is, are we doing tomorrow? Like, I need to know. We both have to visually see it. But what about things that don't affect him? Does he still want to know? Well, I feel like anything in our family affects him. Like if I'm going to work or if Tegan has an appointment, like someone's got to do something. And we usually kind of wait till the day of to like, okay, can you get her to Girl Scouts tonight? Or, you know. Yeah, I guess once your kids start having activities, like that's when it comes into play for sure. I can see that a hundred percent. But right now. For us, it works. Because we don't have a consistent schedule like right, that. Right. I mean, I go back and forth between call. And so then Michael like uses my work schedule to coordinate his appointments. And so, you know, and then we kind of know like when there's like a big thing like harvest coming up to kind of like now we've learned what what works and what doesn't. And mm-hmm. I used to get really stressed out about like, okay, it worked this time, but like what if it doesn't work next time? And I've just learned to like, I'm learning to learning still to let it go and just be like, okay, like it worked this time and we'll figure it out next time instead of always having like a guarantee of like, oh man, like what if I like, what if this, what if that? And so I'm learning to like accept the chaos, I guess. (laughs) Yes. To thrive in the chaos. You know, I think moms, you never really truly understand. I'll figure it out until you're a mom because you can go through all these options but you never quite know so then you'll just figure it out and you do don't you always just figure it out yeah I mean something always works out Mm -hmm. somehow but yeah I am I would love to know how other people keep it together because I will say I know myself very well and I have to have things planned out in terms of like meals or else we're not eating same because if I don't have, I mean, I don't have to have my meal like pre-made, but I have to know what I'm making so that I can at least thaw the meat out or like, you know, have things ready to roll. Cause if I come home at five o'clock from picking the kids up or, you know, from whatever we're doing and come in the door and I have no plan, I'm like, well, I'm not starting a plan now because dinner's not gonna be ready till six. And like, then it's just crazy and we're all gonna be starving. So we're eating sandwiches today. You know what I mean? So I know that about myself, like to keep myself functioning in like prime condition and keep my family functioning well, I need to plan meals. So I know you cook a lot. Know. You cook like every day. I know every that. day. I was, I just talked about this on my stories today because a few people messaged me. They're like, saw that. You they're like, why don't you just like order out and like, or uh, what did they say? Order out or um, go out more to eat. Like, why do you always feel like you need to like cook homemade meals for your family? Or like, why does it have to be like a new meal every day? Like almost like they were insinuating that like my husband like beats me into the kitchen with a stick or something. <laughs> I'm like, because I want to, I don't know. You can't see you like it. it. You like I love it. it. I love home cooked meals. I grew up on home cooked meals. We never went out when I was growing up, like rarely. I mean, when I say never, like maybe once a month. And so I grew up, my mom cooked every single day. There was a new meal. We had like options and 
every day we had like a lunch and a breakfast. Like, and so I love food. Like I love food truly. And I love eating because I think I have this like developed appreciation for food more than it just being like sustenance, but like the home cooked family meals that I had growing up around the dinner table and like conversation and you know, it's so important. And now we're doing that at our house and I truly appreciate food. And I think the flavors taste so much better when they're home cooked and you control what goes in it. I don't know. I just love it. Like I love cooking for my family. I feel like that's how I add value to them. So that's just what I do. I mean, I cook all the time, but, but if I'm not planned out, I can't just like, I have to say like, I love home cooked meals. Like lately with everything like our neighbors made us dinner one night and a few people have made us dinner and brought it over. It is so good. Like, I don't know what it is about a home cooked meal, but it's so good. Cooked with love. When other people cook, not when I cook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I hate it and I'm bad at it. So I completely agree with Ellen's assessment of like how much better you feel when you're not like playing from behind, when you like at least have a plan and you're like, okay, we're going to make cheeseburgers tonight and I have buns and I have meat that's thought out. Like yeah. you don't have to go beyond that, but like having a plan because the worst, and this like happens to me, I fall into these ruts where like I'll get home from work, I'll go pick up the kids and then it's like five, five fifteen, and my husband and I are looking at each other like, what's for dinner tonight? And that's when we're like, well, screw it. Let's just pick up something and or let's just, yeah, make like soup and sandwiches or something. And if we can have like some idea of, okay, like, yeah, like we're going to make cheeseburgers and we have something thought out so that you can, it doesn't have to be like elaborate, but just some idea. I just feel better. I just, we eat better in terms of like, more balanced and less crap. And I do feel like I, I, I'm not a grazer. If we have like charcuterie, like meal, like that just doesn't seem satisfying to me. I need parts of a meal. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't do well with grazing. So then I just don't feel like satisfied after the meal. But let me ask you guys this. Do you guys do sit down family meals or do you, because I mean, like Crystal, you guys are in sports now and activities and that makes it harder to have like sit down family meals. So what do you guys all do? And what did you grow up doing? So that's kind of interesting you say that. We do not do sit down family meals for a lot of reasons. Like usually I'm working or like my husband, it varies when he gets home usually one of us is not available. And then Tegan doesn't eat like what we eat. She's very picky and specific. So she just kind of like eats on her own watch, like either before she goes out to play real quick or after. And then, like I said, we fast. So we only eat like one meal a day. And usually it's like I had already eaten lunch, so I won't eat dinner or my husband, you know, vice versa. But I grew up like that. I grew up not eating family meals. So it's not like it's something I've never done. The only time we have family meals is when the holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ellen? I grew up with the family meals, like every day, dinner table, TV off. It was like not an event, but like it was important. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, my mom always made it important. And then my husband grew up the same way. So 
we just, when we met, like we instinctively started doing that when our own dinners. And then when our kids came, like everybody sits down and eats dinner and we always either shut off the TV or like pause whatever they're watching and they're not allowed their toys at the table and they have to like, you know, they don't have to like talk because they're three and two, but they do have to like participate in the conversation. We ask them questions. Like I always go on Pinterest and the internet and find like, you know, cute conversation topics for dinner table conversation for like toddlers. Sometimes we'll ask them like, what's the kindest thing you did for someone today? Or like, what did someone do for you? That was kind. Not like, how was your day? You know? Yeah. Like what are some of your favorite ones? Like, are there any like ones that you were like, Oh, I would have never thought to like ask that. Yeah. I think I, you know, I recently got this book for my kids. It's called, it's okay to be different. And at the back of it, there's like a suggestion of questions to ask. So lately, I really love this one. It's like, who in your class or which of your friends are different from you and what makes them different? And how have you been kind to them? Or, you know, what have you taught someone recently? What have you learned from someone recently? Stuff like that. But a really big thing I saw was to start like gratitude practice with young kids. Yes. That's We've really been doing hard. that. It's hard, but you have to like, I have to, it's funny because they're little, so they don't really understand. So I'm like, what are you thankful for? And Mikey will be like, my pancakes. I'm like, okay. I mean, that works. Like it's still good. The food on our table, you know? So I really try to every day ask them things that they're thankful for. And they're not allowed to say like their toys or, you know, things like that because they're, that's materialistic. So we're, we're trying to do stuff like that, but that's where we do a lot of that conversing is at the dinner table, because what else do you have to really sit and talk to anyone, you know? See, we do like a wrap up at the end of the day, like before bed and we all get together and we do our high, low horizon, just kind of recap the day and what happened in everyone's day. What's that? Yeah. High, low, high low horizon. Yeah. Your high is your highest moment of the day. What made you the happiest? Your low is your lowest point of the day. What made you sad or angry or whatever? And your horizon is what you're looking forward to, either tomorrow or the weekend or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. And we all do that every night, our high-low horizon. So then you kind of, you know, it gets you into conversation. Like your low of the day was someone called you whatever. And then you kind of talk about that or, you know, and if your high was... You know, you had a great day at work. You kind of tell them about your day at work. She, she gets really interested, you know. How, what if your day at work sucks? Like what if something low. really well, what if something really bad happens? Like how much do you elaborate on like it's like so would, we can have some like really like deep moments in our professional lives? And so how do I don't you get, like I don't get that? too deep yet. I just say I had a really bad day at work. My patients were really sick. Yeah. Okay. That's like as far as I go. How did you come up with high low horizon? Good question. I'm not sure. Maybe just like social media or Instagram or something. I love that. And that, we just started I doing do it. I do too. I'm so we've that. started practicing gratitude around our dinner table. So I grew up sometimes eating. We, we would generally eat a family meal, but sometimes it would be like on TV trays around the t- television. And so Now we don't, and my husband grew up family meal, like no TV, all of that. And so now we do a family meal. Everybody sits down and everybody eats at the same time. Even like if, if I'm at work or something, then it's just Michael and the kids, but it's just something that's like become a custom in our house and the TV's off unless there's like a sporting event that's like finishing right at dinner time, like, you know, the Packer game or something, Mm -hmm. go Packers. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) 
uh, we started practicing gratitude. And so we just kind of asked them, like, what are they grateful for? And generally, like, my two-year-old is grateful for her penguin. And <laughs> it's like her best friend that she drags around everywhere with her. And she, we've been dealing with some big emotions with her too. This is kind of funny, but she has started putting a diaper on her penguin. Oh, okay. And and then she gets upset that she can't get pants on her penguin who has no legs. Who has no legs, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like a big emotional response to that. And so, but penguin goes everywhere. She loves penguin. So she can be grateful for penguin. Like it's her friend. She's grateful you, for friend. Okay. Do you think that correlates with the new baby? I think so because she mm-hmm. like, she calls it her baby and she like pulls up her shirt and feeds her her penguin like mommy feeds the baby and it's it's cute <laughs> and, and she uh i mean it's just she's taking care of her baby like mommy takes care of our family baby yeah. and so you know she's she's, she's got pissed. a care- she pants on. yeah i know she's got a caring gene in her and so we'll we'll uh encourage that and then my 4 year old tends to be grateful for more I don't know, like not experiences necessarily, but like he's grateful for biking with his friends. He's grateful for his friends at school. He's grateful for dinner and, you know, food and stuff. And then we, uh, you know, I've also like tried to elaborate on some of the things we're grateful for. So instead of saying, because like everybody in our family does it. So then instead of saying like, well, I'm grateful for having a job or I'm grateful for having a house or I'm grateful for having a, a dinner. It's like, well, I'm really grateful that, you know, we are have a nice, warm, safe house to sleep in tonight and not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of like highlighting like these are the things I'm grateful for and kind of just a little bit as to why. And uh, then I think that's really helping my four-year-old kind of expand a little bit of the things because sometimes he comes up with some like kind of deep things that he's grateful for that I'm like that's okay he's getting it (laughs) yeah stuff you you almost take for granted and you almost need like mindfulness to bring you back to it you know Mm -hmm. do you know what else do you guys think that like at your kids ages you can identify what their love language is yet yes what is it gift giving which is also my love language. <laughs> it is not, not like my love language. It's not like exp- <laughs> it's not anything expensive or nice. It's just it's like the thought, like yeah, yeah, a card or like it's the homemade stuff. Like my husband figured it out a long time ago, and he like makes me stuff, and those are my favorite gifts. That like shows that he loves me and he cares about me when he like yeah. puts time and effort into something for me. Yeah, definitely. And she does my, that too. My four year old's love language is time. So like he wants you to come play his trains with him or Mm -hmm. sit and watch a movie with him or like be near him, be interacting with him, be playing with him. And I'm not quite sure what our two-year-olds is yet. What about you, Ellen? Can you identify it in your kids? Not in Ben. He just turned two. I don't know what his love language is. I don't even know what his normal language is typically. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what his is going to be. It's really tough to identify what he's going to be like. Mikey definitely is time spent, but also gifts. Like he really feels not like monetary gifts, but like he really feels special when 
he's, for example, like taken out for the day alone Mm -hmm. for that time spent Mm -hmm. and like, you know, gets to do something fun. Or when I say like, I have something cool for you and it could be like something completely silly, but just the fact that I went out of my way to show him, I love him by thinking of him and not, Mm -hmm. you know, just everyone, like he really appreciates that. That I don't know about that. I have no idea. Like I could give Tegan a roll of toilet paper. Maybe not toilet paper because it's harder to come by nowadays. Like <laughs> a, tra- a, a box of trash bags. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh my God, mommy, a box of trash bags. This is just what we needed. Like she, you could give her anything and she just loves it mm-hmm. and like makes the best out of it. Yeah. I think that's really cute being able to identify like how to communicate yeah. with each kid based on that. So let me ask you this, Crystal, and this, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask it. It's not to like put you on the spot, but I know, right? (laughs) I shouldn't have started with that. But um, like, so with all that you have going on in your personal life and then with the pandemic and stuff like that, do you think that has changed the way that you talk about things like gratitude and stuff within your family and with Tegan? Oh, it's for sure changed everything. And it started with the pandemic. I mean, then you, you know, you took so, we took so much for granted. Um, Toilet paper. (laughs) Like toilet paper, for example. And then all the time I spent with her while everything was slow, that was really like meaningful and special. And then now it's like, I have a whole other view on life. It's like, there's things and you, people say this all the time, but you don't really get it, I guess, until it's presented to you in this way. You know, like, like we talked about last week, you know, it's living in the moments. It's not the big things that you're anticipating or the vacation, the big expensive vacation. It's, it's the everyday, like that is life. Mm-hmm. And that's what you miss or would miss, I guess. Now I'm not taking a turn, but you know, you think about that stuff when you have cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, it's definitely changed. It's changed my life. And I feel like it's a blessing. Really. I really do. I think, you know, this is curable. This is like the best of the worst situation, I, I guess. And in, you know, a year and a half when this is all over, like my, my life from here on out is going to be different and better and more rewarding because of this situation I went through. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So talking about like looking at our horizon and talking about our podcast and the fact that we're at a year Let's do the high low horizon for our podcast. Oh, what, I like do you, it. What do you think our high moment is for our podcast? I like it. Well, we all probably have a different one. Mm-hmm. What's your high? So I think just doing it, like mm-hmm. like the fact that we like just did it and started recording and put this together and have been able to keep going for a whole year yeah. is amazing. I mean, the three of us have never actually been in the same room, let alone the same state. And yet we've been talking for a year. And that's just like, we have this really awesome, special friendship now because of it. And I love that. Yeah, I do. I love it too. What about you, Alan? I think my high is that this has given us a platform to advocate for and bring attention to things that deserve that and may not have another place to go for it. 
So like, I feel honored that some people choose us to talk to about their, you know, struggles and challenges and highs and lows and horizon in general. That would be my high for sure. And Crystal? My high, let's see. And I agree with both of you, but I'm going to say a different high. So we're not, you know, repetitive. (laughs) Um, I think my personal high was when we had Tanya on the um, Dirty John's first wife. Yeah, that was really, really cool and exciting for me. I I really enjoyed that. And I loved her story. And she's just amazing. Love Tanya. That was awesome. How about your low? What's your low, Lacey? Oh, boy. I was trying to think this as soon as I asked the question. I was like, ah, crap. Now I have to think of a low. You know, I think for me, like just like it's not necessarily a moment. Like I don't think we've had a like bad moment on our podcast, but like learning kind of like the beginning, the learning curve, learning how to interview people, learning how to like how we all like fit together in this was definitely a learning curve. And I think if we went back and listened to some of our first episodes, we would hear that. But, you know, it just like helped us gel together. So our, our low is that for me. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Ellen? Oh my goodness. I can't think of a good low. So I'm going to say losing my microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's a low. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I think my low is probably, I like, I love our podcast. I love like all this that we get to do is probably like, you know, say we record like tonight we had to, we were scheduled to record at 7.30 and then say like anything else comes up, like you, it's a nice day out and you're just like, you almost see it as a chore, like, oh, we record tonight. But then when we record and we have these great conversations, I feel so much better after. It's almost like when you work out, you oh, know, for sure. you don't necessarily yes. look forward to working out because it's kind of a chore, but you love the after. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. tough because it's like, something we don't do for any kind of monetary compensation. It's on top of our full-time jobs and full-time lives. And it's always at the end of the day when like you've already given a hundred percent of yourself to everything else. And now you're like, Oh my God, I still have to do this. And not that I don't enjoy it and you don't enjoy it, but it's just like, where am I going to find the energy to even like stay awake for this? Exactly. Yes. Yes. But then like you're, I like, I'm so with you where it's like, once we do this and then I'm like, like I just have like this high going to bed where it's like, it's just such a nice like conversation and it just always feels so good. But yeah, there are times when I think like we say we're going to record at seven 30 and seven o'clock comes and we're all like, uh, do we uh-huh. have to? <laughs> yeah. But it's and then we talk for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because many times after like Crystal will log off or one of us will log off, the other two people I feel like stay on uh-huh and, like have a conversation or then we like continue our conversation with a text thread like we talk, should have talked about this I forgot to say this like <laughs> your creative juices flowing mm-hmm. and you really come up with like more and more content so I love that that's what I'm looking forward to that's my horizon is like when I really think about what we've done has been amazing but like all the things are still untouched that's what's so crazy Yeah, my horizon is definitely where this is going. And like recently, we just decided to do um, the CRNA mom scholarship or SRNA, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And how much have we raised already? Like $7,000? Yeah. So we're at almost $7,000 in less than a week, taken solely on donations through a Facebook group. And I have to say, it's like, 
my Venmo blew up when I posted, hey, let's do a scholarship. Here's my Venmo account. And we're going to do this through the ANA Foundation. So it's legit. And we're not picking somebody like we're our hands are out of it. We just hand over a check and they pick who gets the scholarship. But um, we're going to our goal is to be able to give two five thousand dollar scholarships in 2021. And, you know, I have to say it's really like humbling to have all of these people that are complete strangers Venmoing me money. And I'm like, I really, we like, we need to meet our goal so I can like write them the check and get this like out of my Venmo account and out of my, you know, out of my hands. (laughs) Like I like here, just take it. I, you know, like, ah, (laughs) so you and that weirdo Jordan Rogers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. The guy that oh, sees like picture and trying yeah. to oh, somebody cool. like, yeah. So uh, if you're ever Venmoing people where a large group of people are Venmoing someone, you can just make it private and then they can't see all that activity. And oh. then that doesn't like create a flag, but really cool. it's really awesome. People have been amazingly generous. You know, I'm going to pull this up because I've got a, a sleeping baby now, but um, somebody sweet baby. Yeah, all of a sudden she she conked out. But somebody wrote on our thing. I'm gonna find it here. I saw her like going, like she's her head started to get a little heavy. She started <laughs> yawning and then I just know, out. That was the sweetest thing to watch her fall asleep. I know she's so cute. She's so I know, happy. I just, just want to kiss her her little head. Oh, her bald, bald, her bald head. baby head. She's so stinking cute. She's just like in a milk drunk coma right now. She's Look like, at those chains. Oh. oh my goodness. So what's your horizon, Ellen? That, that, that just like, ex, you know, like everything that we've done and every time we do a podcast, I'm like, oh my God, we have to do this, 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 and we come up with all these ideas. Just like the, I love that we don't have an end in sight. Like that's so encouraging to me is that I'm not like, oh, we're like coming to an end here. We have nothing else to talk about. Like I just see no end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's same. Amazing. That's what I love the most. Yeah. I, I, I love it too. I'm excited. I'm excited about what we can do and, and this platform. And, you know, if we can raise $10,000, like we can do so much good and so much for our CRNA mom community. I'm like, I'm so excited. I know. I know. It makes me really, really happy. For sure. Now I can't like find it. What are you looking for? Well, somebody commented on this and it like was one of the first comments that I found. Um, And it like made me cry in Target. Uh Oh, and I was, let me see. I think it's. Yeah. Somebody wrote, I love the idea and feel very strong about philanthropy in general. The more you give, the more you get. I'm all in. Thanks for putting this in our hearts. We can do hard things. Logistics may be a bit complicated, but this is easy. Generosity is easy. A few less Starbucks each can make a big difference for an SRNA. CRNA education has gotten so expensive. I couldn't have done it at today's prices. But like where she said, Oh, shut her out. That was really wise. Yeah, who was that? Yeah, that that was um, Jackie Presson in our CRNA mom group. And she like, I mean, it it just, the way she said, like, the more you give, the more you get. And Mm -hmm. that's, it's just so true. And then, you know, because one of the questions I asked the group is like, how do we collect all of this money? And how do we, 
you know, I mean, like, do we need to worry about tax benefits for everybody who is donating and all that? Like, I tried to make it overly complicated. And she's like, giving is easy. This is easy. Like, generosity Mm -hmm. is easy. And I was like, you're right. It is easy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy to just know that, like, this is the right thing to do. And this is what we're going to do. And I just, it moved me so much. And I like, because I posted a video. I was super nervous when I recorded it. And I was like, does anybody think this might be a good idea? And then like, I was like walking around Target, like checking my phone because I did it in the Target parking lot. And I saw here on Target looking at my phone, like, did anybody comment? Did anybody see my video? And then she like posted that. And I like started to get teary eyed in the middle of the diaper aisle because it was like, you're right. Like, this is a good thing and we can do good things and we can do hard things, but this isn't one of those hard things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in general, like giving is everybody's love language because look at how good everyone feels when they give. Like when we donated to this year, SRNA mom scholarship, like, don't you feel good? I know all those people that donated felt good about it. I mean, yeah, people are very willing to help a lot more than we think that they are. I think a lot of people are just scared too, because they're never given the opportunity to, or someone like jumps down your throat, but more often than not, I think people are very kind and giving overall. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, that's one thing that I've recognized in this is that like, it's okay to ask. And if you don't see the thing that you want to see in the world, like you can create it. Like there's no scholarship for a student registered nurse anesthetist who's a mom. And why not just create one? Like, if you don't see it, just create it. And it's like okay to ask people to help you. And there's like, it's just amazing the amount of people who are willing to come and help put this together and are like, great, I'm in, here's some money. And I'm like, wow, like my Mm -hmm. mind is just blown by the amount of response that we've gotten because we've raised almost $7,000. And I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think there's been a donation over a hundred bucks. So that's a lot of people contributing. And there's, there's power in that kind of numbers of people who are all working towards the same cause. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So what is your horizon for our podcast, Crystal? I already said it. It was the scholarship. Oh, thank you. Yes. And so I guess mine is... I'm I'm really excited to see like I feel like we haven't really tapped into the potential of this and, and the amount of like good we can do with a platform like this and so I'm really excited to see I don't know where it's going to go but I'm really excited to like be on the ride yeah. and uh I would love to see us do some like in-person event somewhere and like meet our listeners, meet our Serenade moms, interact with them, all sit around and have a drink and like meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Meet each other and just like meet, meet like our listeners and just kind of like bring this like virtual thing that we've got going on, like into more like, yeah, yeah, it's a life. Yeah. I would love that. We're going to do that one day. Yeah. It's going to go away. We're going to not have to wear masks one day. It'll be great. One day. It's coming up. <laughs> Each day we get closer to that day. I know. I'm yeah, so, so, 
So yeah, if you want to donate to our SRNA Mom Scholarship, you can reach out to one of us and we can tell you. I don't know if I just put your Venmo out there, Lacey. No. Or, yeah. Just, <laughs> um, just reach out to just, us. Yeah. And by then the donations um, may be closed because once we get to that larger goal, um, we're going to stop collecting for this year. And I actually think it would be really fun to do this every September and just like, okay, guys, now now it's time to do the scholarship and just like, here we go. Let's pool all the money together and make a donation. And And I think that'd be really fun. So if you miss out on this one, if you're listening to it and it happens to be January, you've missed the deadline and I'm sorry, but keep an eye out because in September, I think we're just going to do this. We're just going to make it happen and uh, it's going to become an annual thing. Yeah. I think December 1st is when it's due by. So we'll stop yeah, yeah. like around Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving of 2020, you've missed the deadline. But thank you for thinking about donating. Yeah, and hold on tight till next year. Yeah. Yep. And then if you want to follow us, you can follow us on social at Hey Smart Mamas on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook at Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. You can follow us all individually. I'm at CM Alber on Instagram and Crystal Alber on Facebook. What about you girls? I'm um, Ellen Laletta on both. And I am Lacey Lee on Facebook, L-A-C-I-L-E-A. And uh, I should just make it less complicated. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then on Instagram, I am Ms. Lacey Lynch, M-S Lacey, L-A-C-I Lynch, L-Y-N-C-H. Yeah. And if you haven't already, if you listen to this podcast, please go over to iTunes and rate us review and subscribe. That really helps us a lot. So please head over and do that and share with a friend. Yeah. Share with your friends. Oh, and let me get that website in case you guys want to check out what my neighbor did. Um, it's called the life view family dashboard and their website is go lifeview.com G O L I F E V I E W.com. And I'll ask them if they'll do a a discount for you guys. And we'll post that in the show notes so you can find a discount code there. Oh, and don't forget about our DNA masks and more promo code podcast 10. It's uh, DNA masks and more. It's a CRNA mom and her husband who have been making masks and scrub caps. And they're the cutest thing. My drug label scrub cap gets like the most comments I've ever had on a scrub cap ever. <laughs> I just and, ordered the Mac three mask. Uh, and I had to do the Mac. Uh huh. One and I got my sheep jumping over the moon one. That oh, cute. I want the sheep one. Oh, it's so cute. I, I got the sleepy emojis too. That one's really cute. Yeah, Aww. I can't stop. I like cannot stop. I know. I told myself no today. Like you don't need that. I'm not even working at the hospital right now. <laughs> but I had to buy it. It's so cute. And it was like a yes. Like I got the white Mac blade one. Super and it fits our podcast so well because we always do the Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like perfect. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And uh, please, again, rate, review, share, tell a friend. We love doing this. And I can't believe it's been a whole year. We're no longer afraid of our microphones. And we have figured out how to record this. So we've, we've accomplished some big things this year. <laughs> yes. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary. Bye. Good night.